Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk and on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC for all the latest news, reviews, and interviews. The monsters have been brought to life for a reunion that has some scratch in their heads. It's time to talk all things Dragula 5, and with me reunited once again, it's Nancy Nogood. How are you? Hi, I'm doing so well. It is the new year. I'm ready to talk Dragula. I'm ready to see how this season will end. What? Let's just have this one. Yeah. Um, friends, obviously, if you've listened to the podcast before, you would know that Miss Nancy Nogood has been on the show before. Um, I, I guess one development since um, you've last been on is you've been with child. Oh my God, with children. Someone asked me yesterday how many drag children I had, and I said enough. Enough, enough. Uh, yeah, Miss yeah. Reina joined me for a recap. Yes, yes, Reina Nobuena, one of my kids. I think I, if I had to like, if I had to put a number on it, I would say that there are probably seven children within the house of no good mm-hmm. officially and um and maybe a couple that are still gestating you know i'm still with in inside oh, the course. womb but but i would say the house I'm... is more of like um a community or a collective and within a, a that commune. collective yeah exactly exactly yeah. a commune and within that commune are are some artists that are really um that are that fine drag is not only just a part of or one shade of their artistic expression, but like a main priority. And and Raina Nabuena is one of them. She's incredible. Another another okay. uh, one of my house kids that's amazing is Tuna Melt. If you've heard of very him, good. very good, very very nice, very nice. Um, now, you. do you, your offspring know about um, your uh, mother? Well, your former mother. Oh yes, of course, of course. They of do course. know that I am a proud abortion. I am the poster child for Planned Parenthood. Thank you very much. Yes. Yes. Margaret Singer wishes. Yes. All right. Well, mm. as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an FGM podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us. Reality production. We're still the editing and television show wants to see. Reactive was presented to you. People have gone on turning again. But they also discussed. I honestly, whatever. It doesn't matter. People get, still get pissed off. Exactly. <laughs> Season five. <laughs> Season five. Um, there was an admission in this episode that I will save for when we get to it and we'll discuss it. But I feel like that admission that um, the Boulez will make explain why this season was a hot mess. Hmm. Okay. Overall, give me a one word description of Dragula five, a one word description of Dragula five overall. Mm-hmm chompy all right let's go through that the yeah. stage is set as dinner is about to be served all 11 monsters are on hand for the last supper reunion special Laganza extravaganza mm. the entire cast is going to be brought back for one last time on the eve of the grand finale we will see some behind the scenes moments with the monsters teasing and speculate what is to come but we will save the juicy trailer moments for the actual reunion 
The only thing I want to know is how they got into face because Miss Fantasia looks like she was in her own world. And then that liminal extermination room space is clearly next to a makeup station. Just saying. Ah, ah, ah. That no, I I was very interested about that. It, it they really did a did a, like a very like behind the scenes we're filming kind of thing. And I was like, what mm-hmm. we work cubicle is she in? Like, where is she right yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah, no, especially absolutely. because we saw that like gray brick room that had like the um the the, the set pieces in it, and I was like, but we—that's where you put the porta potty and the um the rats mm-hmm. and everything. So is that that soundstage or whatever? Yeah, do, yeah, very strange, very strange. Also, please note that the theory that this was filmed post season, post filming, is debunked because in the first few seconds that clapboard states filming occurred on August second, twenty twenty three. So there huh. is that. Mm-hmm. Oh, when did they leave? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Wait, I, how I, long I, is the filming? Like a month, month and a half? Is it the same as Drag Race? About a, about a month. I think it was about, they left around July. I think it was June, July. I think is around when I had found out um, uh, that like JK the was just leaving. Yeah. Yeah. yeah around yeah, that time. Around All right. Let's talk about these looks. Category is Last Supper in honor of the reunion. We are going to play Hot in Hell or Rot in Hell. Are you mm, ready? Mm, mm. I am. Let's start with Onyx on decks. This is good drag. I love this religious motif blended with some really striking imagery. Love the colors and the fabrics. The headpiece is wild and scary. Onyx, gone too soon. No, truly. I, I honestly was so bummed when Onyx left so early. And I like I hear the notes. I get it. Sure. Absolutely. They should have brought. Like, I'm really interested for another Titans almost because of onyx like i really want to mm-hmm. see what onyx does i this gave me like like like, like cardinal like fantasia like obsessed with it i mm-hmm. loved this mm-hmm. look i love i've lo- loved onyx from the beginning i've loved onyx for a long time i i was so happy to see them tonight i am going to give onyx a hot in hell me too me too absolutely Audience, 96% hot in hell, 4% rotten hell. They like that one. Good for you, Onyx. Satana, a mermaid flare dress. How drag race of her. I think she looks quite beautiful. Certainly polished and upgraded from previously seen this season. Is it far enough? Not necessarily. It's nice. No. Yeah, it's very beautiful. She she looked gorgeous. It Kind of, I, it it feels kind of PC. I don't totally see a full mm-hmm. cohesive look. I love it. It's beautiful. I don't. Uh, I like it. I like it. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, I'll give yeah, her a yeah. soft, hot in hell, right in the line. You know what? She's towing the rot and hot line for me. <laughs> Audience: sixty-seven percent hot in hell, thirty-three percent rot in hell. Okay. Okay, I'll take it. Jarvis. I absolutely love Jarvis's drag. The garment is brilliant. The play of leather and fur is incredible. The mug is right. The hair is right. I know who this character is. I want to hang out with them. I'm here for it. I've never hated Jarvis's look. I've always loved Jarvis yeah. as a as a drag artist. 
I love, love, love. This is one of my favorite looks for the whole night. Absolutely. And that brooch moment. Hot. Are you like with mm -hmm. the bloody? Incredible. Detailed. Detailed. Hot in hell. Hot in hell, honey. Like the audience, 88% hot in hell. 12% rotten hell. Next up, anaphylactic. I think this is really cool to be the devil of sorts. It's very mainstream. It's very polished. It's very anaphylactic. I like the uh, references. It's clean. It's nothing incredible. It works. It's comfortable. The boots are cool. I mean, there, there are elements of it that I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, I don't get it. Do you know what it is for me? It's giving um, a number look in the fact that that is so that uh, cloak classic moment mm -hmm. is really beautiful but it also is like i needed to be a reveal and it's like yeah we either give it more structure or show us what's underneath i don't know i kind of wanted more from from that neck up big fan big fan neck up though that's great i agree i'll go hot in hell sure soft hot soft hot <laughs> audience 88% hot in hell, 12% rotten hell. They were here oh for it. JK, it's clean. It's Halloween store. The hair is incredible. The cat suit is just that. I know who this character is. We're break we're not breaking barriers with it. It's polished, and that in itself is a victory. I think it's one of JK's best looks all season. Like really and truly. Yeah. It's it's fun. It's 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 wonderful. It's very JK. I think it's pinwheel pinwheel, actually. Um of course. We love pinwheel. So. Yeah, we love pinwheel. Yeah. Hot Congo, hell, hot in hell. Hot in hell. Audience, 84% hot in hell, 16% rotten hell. Cynthia, the designers, well, it's a bit simple. It's like the baby doll silhouette. I like the fabrics and the motifs. The hair is a bit too grungy for me. I wish it had a little more polish and style to it. It's good. It's Cynthia. And and I, I don't know. I, I came in really wanting to love her, and I left feeling meh. Mm. I love this look. I would wear this look in a heartbeat. Of course I you would. Such a fan. It's so fun. You'd wear it to it's the grocery so store. Oh, absolutely. Gristidis, 100%. Like, it's mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. fun. It's so, and it's it's like, this is one of those looks in this whole thing where you can tell every single one of them knows what they're doing and they know what their vision is. And every single one of them has a very well-made look. But, and then it's, it's, it's up to the perspective of the viewer at this point. And I think this is, a, yeah. this is a really certain perspective. Some people are just, I don't like it. Me personally, big fan. I will go soft, hot in hell. Definitely a hot in hell for me. Audience agrees with you. 74% hot in hell, 26% rotten hell. Fantasia. Mm -hmm. I hate it so much. This is a Halloween gig realness. The hair is not working for her. It needed more volume. The wings are fun, and I'm glad they're stoned. The tattered bottom just doesn't work with that overall story. Either go tattered or go clean, beautiful, polished glamour. For me, overall, it's basic and boring. You know, I I do agree with you that I loved the the black framing and the lining of the top part of the outfit, and I kind of wish I saw that on the tattering a little bit, and we didn't mm -hmm. see that, and it does feel a little incomplete that way. Um, my favorite part is her um, collar that yeah. frames her cleavage. That's I'm obsessed with that in the wings. But other than that, I'm like, <laughs> I'm actually going to go rot in hell. I think it's a soft rot for me. A soft rot. Yeah. Audience, they liked it. 75% hot in hell, 25% rot in hell. 
Uh, well, and that's the thing too, is that Fantasia is incredible. She knows how to wear everything that she wears. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. She, gets, she gets it. Blackberry, Black Jesus on set. That bodysuit, stone to filth. I like the religious motif. It's just missing monster, which is a theme for Blackberry this season. It is polished and glamorous. It's just missing that wow factor. Yeah, that one thing it pushed her over the edge. But I mean, other than that, I also love it. I love a blasphemous moment. So I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this one. I will give it a hot in hell. Soft. Yeah, soft hot. Soft hot. I love Audience the mug, 88%. But always a good mug. 88% hot in hell, 12% rotten hell. Throb Zombie. This is a wow moment. He is giving you woman and proving that there are dimensions, many dimensions, when it comes to a drag king. The mug is right. The silhouette is stunning. This is a killer look. This is not what you expected from Throb. And if you are pissed that they went for a female presenting look, then fuck off. I know. I kind of, I was kind of gagged in a good way with this. I was like, ah! And, and and Throb, you could tell that Throb was like, oh, I don't need to, I'm not being judged on my look tonight. I just need to like look incredible. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so, it was really bold and cunty. I really, I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. I'm going to go hot in hell. Same hot in hell. Audience, not forgiving. 58% hot in hell, 42% rotten hell. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Right, there are words that I would, throw in here but i'm not going to insult anybody right now <laughs> Nihilu X. i think the mug is right i love the stoning she's missing the religious motifs but nail the color story prompt the latex gown really interesting i'm not sure that i understand or love the little jet out cutout moments but it's a very editorial look mm-hmm. yeah i mean and that's what she does is she 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 either borderlines or hits editorial with her look that's her yeah. gig, really. And I mean, she does it. I would I would say this is our Mary Magdalene, you know what I mean? Of these mm-hmm. looks. Okay. I feel like she's our she's our whore out of all of them. Yeah. And you know she knows that. Um and say Tana's yeah. like, fuck you, Nancy Nogan. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'll give her a hot in hell for Neo. Sure, I'll give her a hot in hell. This is great. Audience, 88% hot in hell, 12% rotten hell. And finally, orgotic. The theme was black and red, and orc went their own way with burgundy. There is something really remarkable about the garment, but the lack of polish in the face just really throws it off for me. I want it to be cleaner. Um, another one came into the season so excited, and then seeing samesy samesy from one to eight. Uh, no, it's a rotten hell for me. I can't. I, I want to say soft hot because i still feel like orgotic is very good at what they he does and specifically this kind of work here it's so yeah. i i i just it, it I, the, I i'm still at the point where we can i do agree that we can say that his work is getting very fancy but i excuse me but i would also say that orgotic when it's given a challenge i don't know what he's gonna do yet like i i have an idea sure. of what the vibe is gonna be but i still don't know so a soft hot for me soft hot i'm gonna go rot and the audience actually agrees with me 46 percent oh, hot wow. in hell 54 percent rotten hell 
Now, wow. we're just going to bypass this whole say hi one-liner bit. Very reunion, so annoying, very campy. Yes. But the big reveal here is Satana had both Boulay's demonic offspring. I know, all at once, too. Really and truly. How does that I mean, work? It's the power of, of three sets of eggs coming together. You know what I mean? Just coming together and, and for fuming fusing into one child it was really sp splendiferous mm -hmm. what happened yeah now nancy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there are a lot of things that we are going to discuss in this episode but there is one thing right off the bat that does not get discussed but we are going to discuss it the top four oh. why is there no official reason why they allowed a top four is it going to be addressed next week are they going to pretend we didn't know that they said previously they're never doing a fucking top four ever fucking again? I was going to bring that up, actually. I was I when they said top four, I was like, wait a second. Oh, we're just rolling into the finale. We're not doing a top three, even though that you said you would never do a top four ever again. Mm -hmm. So I was I agree. Mm -hmm. I was a little like, really? but I, hey, this is their decision. They wanted us. It's their fucking show. They can do whatever they want. But Which I don't is know. Great. I kind of. But yeah. to go on your podcast and say, well, this is never going to happen again. It was a fluke. And then to just not even be like, well, this person really proved yeah. that they deserve to be there. That's a, that I can respect that. But to just gloss over it and be like, yeah, no, it's no, I can't do silly. that. It's, it's very, very silly. silly. Not taking away anything from presumably number four, which I have to assume is Blackberry. Um, mm -hmm. But it just it, it just. It feels weird for them, too. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I'm interested to hear how you would place your top three, then, if you put Blackberry there. Oh, we'll get to it at the end. Oh, don't you worry. Now, Swan will ask the monsters how differently they thought things would turn out since the first night when they met them many months ago, a.k.a. really like two weeks prior, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Magic television. Onyx thought it would go differently. Satana came in hot and talked some shit as she thought she would make it to the top three. Well, whoop-de-doo, she's off a bridge. Anna will reveal that she loves Satana now, but thought she was a right bitch initially, which which it checks out. Totally, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of her vibe. That said, I am interested in the fact Lay's being like, were you going to mm -hmm. give us something else? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, Blackberry thought she would hate them all, but she has love in her heart. Even JK in the cardboard, she loves that <laughs> and the inspiration to recycle. I know I will take a cardboard look any day, bitch. I loved mm -hmm. it. I, I always love that. Let's turn to Cynthia. Now, Drac will roll a clip of Cynthia's overreacting acting in the woods. It was like watching Nancy when she found out she was pregnant with Raina. <laughs> Drac will ask what the fuck was happening she wants to know if she was doing an acting bit well darling you will admit you were behind the camera later so this one's on you bitch <laughs> oh my now, god Cindy will say that she really wanted to just take it there give him a good scream have fun but even watching it back she says it's cringe now you are a performer of big fun camp do you ever watch something back and you're like what was i thinking oh my god all the time <laughs> yeah 
Oh man. And I think that that's part of, um, that's part what that's part of growing as an artist, I guess, or that's sure. part of like knowing when your shit is trash. Yeah. Drac was worried time. she was hurt or melting down because blood was thrown on her, but Cindy was having the time of her life and she was just auditioning to be cast in a horror movie. I mean, Nancy, if you were in a horror movie, what role would you have? I, ooh. Okay, hang on a second. What would my role in a horror movie be? If I was cast in a horror movie, I, I want to die a brutal death. Mm-hmm. That's a given. But then within that, what role do I take? Like what archetype do I take to then yeah. suddenly die a yeah. brutal death? I'm either the, I think I'm like a really shitty, at this point in my life and career, probably this like really shitty uptight mother. And then I just get mm-hmm. like, like almost a uh, Margaret White kind of sort of, of like not. I was going to say, I was going to say. Thank you. Th- like, but she crosses into villain territory and like, maybe mm-hmm. minor villain i think minor villain who dies an excruciatingly brutal body horror fueled painful death i think that i think that would be that would be my favorite role because i think Fair that point. role okay, you I'm can really achieve the highest camp and get away with it um did you did you see one of your friendies no i didn't okay then we will stop there and not spoil yeah. anything <laughs> perfect it's a fun one it's a cute one yeah, now, like Drag will admit that for the for the first time, unlike previous seasons, they directed them individually. First off, what do you make of that, and what does it mean? I I'm interested in that because I think that they all had a very specific. Uh, they the the Boulets had a heavier creative hand. Honestly, I didn't realize they didn't already have such heavy a creative Mm -hmm. hand in this show and so or maybe it was just like maybe it's more lateral I don't know it was it was I I didn't I didn't know that it was all they weren't already that creative so I was kind of like oh wow but um I love it I think it's great and I I love that the Boulez are really um solidifying every inch of this show under their unique vision so I thought it was a slay so I'm going to push back what does okay. it mean now you are someone in the entertainment industry you've been around it you know what certain words mean in context to the entertainment industry when it when they say they wrote and directed what what do you make of that does does that mean they wrote the copy for the introductions and that stuff or did they write the literal narrative of the season when they directed it did they direct the shots for the movie parts or did they direct literally the confessionals for each queen? Because there is actually an outroar from a lot of the fandom. If you go on the Shutter um, uh, forum, people want to revamp. They're pissed. Really? They don't like the show? They don't like the season? They they just did not like how overproduced it was. Fascinating. Interesting. Now, I would say that that might have to do with like story producers of the specific confessionals i don't think that was necessarily the boulets but i think the boulets had an overarching hand in uh a the the death scenes one mm-hmm. I, I i assume more than one that apparently they didn't already um i'm curious as to where specifically they found themselves 
like, editing, do they direct them cool. on during the floor shows? Because then it's like, okay, isn't that judging interference? Like, could they say, well, you took my direction, so I'm going to give you more props? Like, that's where the transparency I want to know is what was hmm. the actual direction? Because in previous seasons, they would destroy anybody who walked in in Club Kid Boots. And we had a bitch walk in every week in Club Kid Boots once on their hands and got to the finals. Did they like it because it was that person? You had someone not able to walk twice in their floor show, but they made it to the finals. So, like, are they giving them passes because they appreciated their work with them? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, the two that I'm referring to came in here saying they are not performers. And for the first time in Dragula, non-performers succeeded. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I think that that is an interesting uh, example. And I think I'm curious to see how that will play out with the finale um, mm -hmm. because Same. their looks are so well done and their looks are so singular and unique to them. I don't think the Boulez necessarily directed floor shows, competition segments, anything like that. But what I do think is that they they really were particular with who they wanted to see go into the finale with this. And we've seen moments like this in other certain drag competitions. Absolutely, right, where, absolutely. Where I mean, that, seen... and that's the thing. I think that's a lot of what the reaction is, is because uh, we will hear it now. We heard it last week, especially when it comes to Orgotic. A lot of people are feeling it's all the same. We know Orgotic and it's not fitting the themes, but Orgotic is getting this free pass because perhaps they weren't uh, allowed to be in season four because of visa issues. So this was their way of saying, well, we'll get you to the end. You're fine. You're good. And then mm. unfortunately, the presentation is not up to par compared to some of the others who did get exterminated. Because um, it really did feel very hand heavy-handed on how certain people fared. We talked about Onyx. We'll talk about Onyx further. Onyx should not have gone. There, there was on paper. There's no reason for Onyx to have gone. But if that's how the narrative of the season was written, what are you gonna do? I kind of thought we would see Cynthia early, leave earlier. I really love Cynthia. Agree. I expected that she was going to leave earlier based on the looks that we've seen from her in comparison to other performers. Um, no shade to her, obviously. Um, I do think it is interesting. I mean, it makes sense why she stayed because like other drag competition shows, this is a TV show. So she made exactly. excellent TV. So that's why she stayed. So, and, and that's- Drag asks, about, go ahead. I was going to say, and that's the go thing ahead. about the two performers you're talking about. They were in love the whole show, right? And then we'll talk about this later, but they were in love were the they? whole show. <laughs> right? But that was, it was enough to keep people interested or at least enough to make exactly. us want to believe that we were interested. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, Drac asks if seeing them behind the camera helped or hindered their performance, as in, okay, sure. Throb will say it was exciting. Fantasia says it was helpful knowing what they wanted in terms of what in terms of what fantasia mm. elaborate for us i want to know cynthia says that they are hands-on with the project that's how she wants to be involved and she wants to make visions like that come to life now neil will say they had their best interest in mind and goes on to say that they made sure that they positioned their bodies how they interacted with the camera so they could look like the best they could she says her performance was brought up a lot because of their direction, which is why I wonder 
was it involved in the floor show? Because again, what we see on the edited floor show is beautiful, polished, amazing, something you can throw on YouTube and people are going to watch. But then when we got to the, the critiques, you're like, look, remember when you made a flub right here, but we didn't put it in the final product. Is that the kind of thing that they helped them with? I don't know. Is favoritism coming into play? I don't know. Is there a rule book for Dragula? I want to see it. You know what? At the beginning of every floor show this year, something they haven't done, they did that like silhouette or they didn't, I guess, have highlighted as much. They did that mm-hmm. like silhouette spinny fog moment. Yeah. I think that was directed by the Boulets. That was very specific to the Boulets. And I think um, the you... Boulets directed those scenes in a way that they were like, okay, enter, like, you know, enter runway or, you know, action runway. Right. I'm not sure how much else it did, but again, who knows? Do you wish you had a turntable in every entrance of your apartment? Absolutely. And a hazer and lights, please. Give yeah. me a silhouette every chance I can. All right, let's talk about <laughs> one of the queens. Dracul mentioned that some of the cast was surprised Fantasia was there as they didn't see her as a typical Dragula artist. What would she say to those who questioned her inclusion? Well, Fantasia will say that everybody is used to seeing her being glamour, close to perfect, but being there, she let her hair down and didn't care about being messy or being a monster. She didn't give a fuck about any of that. She says it's not about being spooky queen. It's not about being dark. It's about using your art and applying it to the challenge. But isn't the whole point of Boulet Brothers Dragula to be a monster? Do you think she deserved a spot that might have been better suited for an actual drag monster? Yeah, because because in the end, she auditioned like everyone else. In the end, allegedly, I think she auditioned. She auditioned. I think she auditioned like everyone else. But also because you don't have to start out as a monster to be on the show, but they are looking for the next super monster. So the boulets are like, Oh, we think we see a monster within you. And then it's up to you to prove to us if you can make that happen. It's like Jay Jolie, right? The Jay Jolie. Exactly. Yeah. Now I want to discuss that because I think it's very interesting to make the one-on-one comparison because Jade, you saw push herself even further to make sure that her brand of drag was there, but also fit the ideals of what Dragula is. Whereas Fantasia all but admits it, fuck it, I'll do whatever I want. And if it's dark and spooky for a moment, great. Otherwise, you're still going to love me. Do you think that maybe Jade, a season later, would have been better positioned to do well on the show if she was also allowed to say fuck it? Mm, I think... No, because I think I think Jade Fantasia said fuck it. Fantasia said fuck it from the get-go, from Mm -hmm. the audition. And that's one re and that's why they cast her. And so because she came she what presented herself that way, she was like, I can do this the whole time. And Jade isn't that kind of girl. So she I think her doing that would be like, that's not how we see it in you. And that's not what we think you can do. Yeah. 
The other person that I would throw into this Fantasia Jade universe is Kendra Onyx, where she almost oh. seemed to always like put on the uh, Halloween costume just to fit into the show. She had a monster within, but it was not the same kind of monster. Again, if Kendra had the glamour and the identity that Fantasia has in the outside world, do you think her journey would have been different? Um, I think so. Well, no, I because I think that I think that it's there, and I think that we've seen it more from Kendra since then. I think that we've seen more of a lasting effect for her since then. I would also put in that in that realm, maybe not Kendra as much, but I would put um oh um and no shade to her because she's an incredible queen, but Melissa B. Fierce. Sure. In that, yeah, in that first season. And it'd be like, you're a But hey, if she is like, this is what I can fucking do, then this is what I can fucking do. And let's I'm, play another I'm... hypothetical. Let, okay. Let's throw Fantasia into season two or three. Is she out early? No, I think she's in the finale. And that's the thing. I think Fantasia can do Fantasia and she's still going to be along competitor in the competition yeah absolutely absolutely she will thank the boulets for allowing her to come out of a place of being complacent all right well that's apparently what drag is meant for is to try new things yeah <laughs> now we're gonna see the audition videos and choices were made jarvis was done so well anna very great visually onyx did hers in a kitchen before making her way to the streets of philly as a knocked up nun then Cynthia and the meth pipe search was it staged? We'll never know. Well, that's her. Santana. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. That's Cynthia's um, disruption. That's her public. That must yeah. have been her public disruption. Yeah, it was brilliant. I loved it. Satana's fucking FaceTime. What the fucking fuck? Like that was literally not from the audition. That was clearly from the uh interview because you had the facetime and the boulet's image oh, that's what that was corner. from I was like, uh-huh yeah i was yeah. like what are we doing with this yeah yeah neil's looks like she was in a documentary um was jk wearing Safira crystal's promo look material that neon green snake skin <laughs> is very noticeable I've actually seen JK in that code before. I was like, I know what this is. I know what this is. Is it possible that they got at the same uh, fabric store in New York City? Uh, they might have. <laughs> yeah, it is. They yeah. might fucking have. Any of the moments stick out to you? Um, Neos, Jarvis, and Throb. What yeah. is the secret? to a good audition tape based on what was presented. Based on that little segment, based on what was presented, the secret to a good audition tape is to throw your face on and to, and to just lay it all out exactly who you are. Just to just tell them every, like be as extraneous as possible and throw everything against the wall and that's what's going to get you on now if you were to audition would you film yourself puking on the cyclone oh 
that's a good idea. You know, I've been trying to think what my Coney Island public disturbance would be. I was thinking running around on the boardwalk as like a mermaid who's like, you know, chopped up from a boat or something. Mm -hmm. But puking on the cyclone is not a bad idea. Hmm, Okay. I'll keep that in mind. There it is. You're welcome. There There it is. Yeah. Swan will ask if they can go back in time and tell that person who auditioned something you know now. What advice would you give yourself and why? A segment lifted straight from Drag Race, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Nah, it will work. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, I guess. Blackberry, who does not get a bit into the, uh, the audition tape montage, if you noticed, would tell herself to bring more makeup wipes. Sure. Why was she missing in the montage? I know, right? I feel I thought we would see everyone and we didn't. And I was kind of like, because we didn't mm-hmm. see Orgotic either. And I was kind of like, just oh. when they got the call. Yeah. Conspiracy yeah. locked. <laughs> I was like, whatever. how many makeup wipes do you use following a gig? None. None? That's your natural face. I don't. Yeah, that's my natural face. No, I don't use any makeup wipes. I only use a, a washcloth and coconut oil. Lovely, and then lovely. I use some micellar water to get my eye makeup off. That's it. Cynthia says she was very fearless in an audition video. And in Missouri, she was putting herself in danger going out in public looking like she was. She says she would die doing what she loves as she is passionate about it. JK says they were confident as shit and you couldn't tell them anything. They came there, started guessing shit. They would tell themselves to prepare more. And if you can't prepare more, back yourself. Start lying to yourself with delusion. And Drax says that doesn't always work out. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see how the next I person does that. when they do it. Yeah. I love um, that. We saw Jay in the video eat spaghetti off the floor of the subway. Where would you in New York City eat spaghetti off of that is equally as gross? Where would I eat spaghetti off of in New York City? I would eat, I'll raise you one, not spaghetti. I would eat the eagle's paella off of the floor of the eagle. Oh, wow. <laughs> we are going there. We are going there. Thank now, Orc you. Now, says something there. He realized that it's good to be vulnerable because you cannot just be perfect as it can't help yourself grow. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely little adage. Lovely. And Satana says the idea of perfection and representing your city gets in your head. She would tell herself this is for you and all the other pressures can go out the window. We're going to talk about Satana in a bit, so we're going to put a pin on that, but I feel like that is the epitome of who Satana is. Yeah. I think that's good advice, though, but yeah. Absolutely. All right, well, let's turn the focus to Onyx Ondix, who they got to know the least. Swan says that they came there with the ideas and materials to make killer looks, but when forced with the question, who are you as a drag artist, she seemed a bit lost. Hmm. Sounds like a plot line, because I don't believe it. (laughs) Onyx says on a drag level, she spread herself a bit too thin. She says outside of this, she thought she was a really versatile artist, but never thought of branding and pulling that into one concrete superstar. She is grateful as she knows where to shine next. I didn't know Onyx before the show, but from everything I had seen, I thought she did have a brand. She was a sideshow freak. I but thought she unfortunately, had. Unfortunately, 
yeah. the sideshow freak doesn't fit within certain challenges. So what do you want her to do? Pigeonhole sideshow freak into challenges doesn't work? Or do the challenge? I kind of, I was interested about that too. I kind of thought that she already had a, a, a specific idea and a look that she wanted. So I was kind of like, what? Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it, that, that also was peculiar to me. Yeah. Swan will say that she loved her promo look as it was androgynous and sexual and it worked with her name and advises mm-hmm. her to lean into the sex appeal. Great. Now Onyx will take a moment to say that she's grown a lot and shares that she is now a woman. She says they gave her strength and courage to do it. I want to say congratulations. I'm glad you found your truth. That made me really happy. I'm so happy for her. I love it so much. But also from a television perspective, what strange, odd timing. Like, this was not like that other show on season 14. Like, this felt, oh, by the way, and a way to just drop it in. It didn't feel organic. Does that make sense? It felt, well, I hear you. I think that she, in, in the way of her them being like, like, what's your brand? Who are you? And like distilling that and figuring that out. And she was like, yeah, I needed to do that. And in doing that, mm-hmm. I realized this gender journey about me. So I, I kind of see it. But I no, guess I hear you, where but... I'm coming from is like, I'm not denying it but we didn't see the journey and growth on camera because she wasn't there. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. And it, we're the, the actual journey, the payoff is lost because you don't see it happening. Exactly. And it must also be hard for her because you can't really, unfortunately due to NDAs and all that shit, reveal it on social media until it airs. So it's like, in a way it's like the show is pushing you back to who you aren't it's unfortunate it's it's it, right it's pushing her back it's it's asking her to just kind of stay at the threshold of the closet just for a little while <laughs> exactly yeah now drac will be like great let's circle back to why the cast uh thought you were helping find your identity she says no one has ever put a microscope on her the way the show judgment and competitors have and it made her look inwards into herself and outwards to how she presents herself to everyone else Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be the majority of the Onyx content here, but I'd love to hear your opinion. You, I think you already uh, alluded to where you would go. Titan season, all-star season, you want Onyx back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm here for Definitely it. Definitely I really Onyx think back. that Onyx got pushed away, unfortunately, too soon. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right, the focus turns to Satana, who Drac will call out for being fiery in her audition video, who wanted to tussle with the cast members. But when she got there, she wasn't that person. What changed? Well, she says she came in broken as life shit on her the past year. Horrible breakup, lost a job, health scares, transitioning. She says she didn't have the energy to read people and be fierce. So why audition for the show if you're not mentally there? Because you never know. And because if you want something so bad, it's sometimes gonna feel like now or never. Fair. And I can I can I can see I, I get that because I think about the times that I've auditioned for Drag Race or Dragula, and you think and you're like, or even the times that I 
think about wanting to do it. And I'm like, oh, if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? Mm -hmm. Cause it can seem so daunting. So yeah, I, I definitely hear that. That said, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I kind of want to, she says that she, yeah, she got, has gone through life that other drag artists are like enemies to her, and these people were not. She couldn't bring herself to being fake. What attracted her to a person like that, persona like that, she says a lot of people abandoned her at that point in her life, so her natural reaction was to attack and be catty. When she came back after episode one and felt the love, it broke down the walls for her. Hmm. Now, drag wants to know if the people on the stage genuinely love each other, and Satana says, of course not. So why does it get expressed? Or not expressed. And she says there is a social politeness of what people will say online. Obviously, we have seen a lot of that happen on the other television program where people will try to edit themselves or edit situations because they don't want to face the outlandish backlash of the fandom. Isn't it a double-edged sword to then edit yourself and be fake and then get still ripped apart by the fandom? What's the better of the two evils? The better of the two Especially on this show. Right? I think the better of the two evils is to get ripped apart by fandom. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think you make it out alive and you you at least you you hold to yourself. No. I'm here for it. Swan will counter that the fear is driving most of them and they are editing themselves. So she is trying to encourage them that they may love each other, but when they come for one another, they're going to look duplicitous. And that's Mm. the tea. Fantasia wants to know what all them bitches got to say. Girl, there ain't enough time for that. You got to have another reunion from the reunion. Yeah, honey, what are you doing? Jay will say that they respect Cynthia more than, frankly, a lot of the other people as she said her shit right to her. Mm-hmm. Cynthia says she has been open and honest with everybody in the cast. Has she? Roll the clip. Yeah. It is Cynthia calling Throb a big crybaby who cries about things outside the competition. Of all the clips we could have rolled, that's the one they picked? Yeah. <laughs> I Cynthia will say, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I loved it. I love that. I love that there was a clip. That was the best thing. <laughs> Cindy will say that there was a moment of weakness that Throb had, and that's why she said Throb should go home. As Throb says, it is what it is. He says they wouldn't take a person's moment of weakness and use it against them. But that's what you do on reality TV. (laughs) Now the conversation turns to emotions, and if there is or isn't a limit to emotions, what say you? Hmm. Wait, if there isn't, we say that again? If there is or isn't a limit to emotions. Uh, I don't want to put a limit on that. I guess if the limit involves killing someone, maybe. But, That's but even then, who knows? Throb will make it clear <laughs> that they call it. themselves a baby daddy. They can be both baby and daddy at the same time. And he makes both look fantastic. That checks out. And we love Throb for it. And Mm -hmm. we love Throb for it. And just like your baby mama. You can be baby and mama at the same time. 
Exactly. We're going to take a quick break from filming, but like the Real Housewives, that camera is still rolling. Now, in this little segment, these are the things that happened. We will see Throb and Cynthia talk about what just had happened. JK wants all the clips to be rolled one after another. Then there is the sisterhood of the traveling vape. Oh, and Sophie's going to make Blackberry look like Humpty Dumpty sitting there. And Onyx lost a nail in a full bowl of whatever one or two you want. Oh, whatever it was. Whatever it was. Do you enjoy these little cuts when we stop filming, but really not stop filming? One of the things I really like about Dragula, actually, is, is that they really lean into the creation of it all with you see these yeah. you during the season you would see these clips between um swan and drac and when they're at the judging table i i like it i was a fan i thought they were yeah. funny it's time to talk another about another dearly departed soul who left too soon jarvis hammer drac is like we were so excited that not one but two drag kings auditioned this season that's <laughs> it no two. others or did drag fuck off the line and say two drag kings get cast i know right i was like two drag kings got cast <laughs> anyway drag will call out that other show and say that drag kings are not featured on other drag competition shows outside of theirs and that it was important to them to show that drag kings are fun Fun. That's the word I want to describe. A drag king. Fun. Okay. Drag will ask both Jarvis and yeah, Jarvis and Throb if they had fun during their time there. Jarvis says to an extent and would have liked more time and get to that comedy writing challenge. I did you really want to do that writing? Yeah, I really honestly was. I wanted to see more from Jarvis, and I think that that would have really played into his strength. Yeah. But notice how we're not going to talk about that little twist where we did that thing called like a lip sync for your life. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Do you think Rue's lawyers were on the phone the second that episode aired? LOL. I, I was very interested. But I mean, I do agree that, you know, it's we haven't seen that many lip syncs on Dragula in general. And though not mm-hmm. required for drag, it is a core tenant of drag. So yes. I'm I was I'm I'm glad we've started to see more. Can I ask you a very filthy question? Go for it. Who would win in a lip sync? Orgotic or Neo Hulu? I'm such an asshole, I'm sorry. Neo Hulu. <laughs> Neo Hulu would. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Cuz if anything, she would just get completely naked. <laughs> it's, it is true. That's very very true. Throb says yeah. they both took the competition and the chance to represent kings and things very seriously. So they were more work than pleasure, but no regrets. JK will ask Throb if it ever got too serious calling attention to when he won the garbage can kids. They didn't let themselves celebrate. Throb says without question, he is always excited for the party, but more excited for the work. That's me. That's me to a T. I resonated so hard with that. Mm-hmm. I, what do you yeah, think I, people watching could take away from Throb and their arc on the show? I think what you could take away from Throb is an incredibly talented artist with a very um, 
seasoned and well honed honed creative eye um who is hungry for the win and mm. who i think does stand by everything um everything he said i don't think that he was necessarily lying i i think he stands by everything he said hypocritical or anything but yeah i definitely agree that i think that's what you would take from it one What's of interesting the interesting um, to me is there's a lot one of, of the, parallels yeah go ahead i was gonna say one of well Well, what I was going to say is what's striking to me is that there were a lot of parallels this season to other seasons and arcs and journeys and plot lines. I do think that there is a lot of similarities in the are they having fun? What are they doing in the competition? Do they need to loosen up conversation that we saw with Sigourney Beaver? Um, And it just so happens that Sigourney and Throb are both marginalized performers within the drag community. Yeah, um, totally. It's 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 now proven like they have to fight even harder to be seen, be represented, and and be respected. Is that just going to be an inherent thing when it comes to a show like this? In and and even on the other television drag program, are people who are not the standard drag artist always going to have to fight even harder, and it's going to make them look like they're not quote having fun? Um. Yeah, uh, no. We get to a point where the norm, quote unquote, of what a drag artist is, isn't so cis cis homonormative. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, I think that those, that any performer who finds themselves marginalized in the drag world will be constantly like need feeling like they need to work twice as hard so i think that until we get beyond that that as a normative that we're still going to see that yeah so yeah i agree yeah cynthia said she always saw a spark in jarvis and would like to get to know him more as a person in general as there is a character and wants to see the soul that lives inside jarvis admits that he walked in and felt like he entered a room into a into a room of Victoria Elizabeth Blacks and JK Shady. There we go again. <laughs> Just the pile on, the pile on. Jarvis says while they normally have the confidence of a mediocre white man, they do occupy the same body of someone with crippling anxiety disorder. And now is the time to talk about mental health. As I'm sure had Jarvis been on there longer, it would have come out a little more naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I hear with what Jarvis was saying, and it really I really hope that um he gets the help he needs and the understanding he mm-hmm. needs because he's such a good artist. And as I said it before earlier, I want him on Titan so bad, and he would be so good. Drag yeah. asks when they perform somewhere, how do they handle the anxiety? And Jarvis, open and honest, Clonopin. Yeah. Yeah makes sense clonopin was mentioned like four times take a drink every time it happens take that water now drac will tell him that if anything is invasive tell her to stop to which drac just keeps on going just doesn't even pause just keeps on asking which is to be fair this is an important conversation as a lot of people deal with anxiety and don't have the tools or know how to deal with anxiety 
But Jarvis does share that they go to therapy, but says it's a lifelong disease that they can never truly escape. The character gives him a shield, even though the person behind the character did the deed. Mm-hmm. Swan will ask if they would be open to giving it another try if the opportunity arose. And Jarvis hesitantly says yes, as they need to consult their therapist. Love that answer. Real. That was a real answer. And I loved that for them. Yeah. I was like, thank you. You mentioned you want to see Jarvis on a Titan season. Yeah. Is there a universe that this question was asked because they would put Jarvis on a regular season? And how would they be able to perform on said regular season? Wait, do we want another season four? Oh, no, I want him on Titans. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see him. I want to see where he improves. I want to see now that he's gone through this. I want to see him like have that in mind and then come back in. So not a St. Dolly situation. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Not necessarily. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, unfortunately, with Dolly winning, I think we've kind of thrown that formula out and we can't really put another returning monster out there um, and have them end up potentially winning because then it's just like, why are we doing this season with a returning monster? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it was a cute idea. I definitely liked it. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen it on other drag competition shows, so I didn't mind drag. it. But... Um, yeah, I agree with you there. I think another reason, too, I really love seeing Dali go up the next time was because Dali's art had changed so much. And his artistic eye had changed so incredibly much from the first time he was on the season to four. So it didn't surprise or it, it made sense to me. And Jarvis, Jarvis has figured out who Jarvis is. Jarvis knows who Jarvis is and isn't changing that anytime soon. So... We would just see Jarvis and Titans, yeah. I'm here for or it. We I'm will see, I guess. Yeah. Do you, Do you think we're going to get Titans before six? I think we'll get six first, and then we'll get Titans. I think so too. So remember how Fantasia was the Drag King Slayer all season long, having spoken negatively <sighs> toward them all season. Well, now she has come in to say her perspective on Drag Kings is totally different now and commends Jarvis and Throb as she gets to see a different side of Drag Kings she doesn't get to see at home. What did you think of Fantasia's anti-Drag King stance for the majority of the season? Because I was not in favor of it. I, I, well, as someone who grew up- This is also why I question if there were certain storylines that were- and supposed to play out because we did see this battle between Throb and Fantasia and it felt like there was no basis or reason for it. Sure, sure, sure. I, to, to try to bring any sort of basis or reasoning to what Fantasia was saying, you know, as someone who also grew up in the South and my first exposure to any and all drag was in the South. Um, and I'm only saying that because that's also where she's hailing from in this context is my drag or the drag that I would see and especially the drag kings that I would see and the drag queens were very one, not note, but like one lane of type of queen and one Mm -hmm. lane of type of king. And 
that type of king was not at all the type of kings that you see on the show. And it's not all the type of kings now that you see that I have the privilege to see in Brooklyn, but I'm in Brooklyn. I'm not in, you know, well, right. I mean, in Miami's different, but still like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I definitely, uh, I think that's as far as I can go to kind of justify what uh, Fantasia was saying. But again, I do see it and I do understand. And, um, I'm grateful that Fantasia got to see Throb and Jarvis because those are two I, I think excellent examples of Kings. Maybe I was a little biased because I very much stand Throb Zombie, but it mm. always annoyed me when Fantasia would be like, well, are you a monster? I mean, do you have eyes? Do you need to go get um, cataracts? Or yeah, yeah, that's yeah a Throb Zombie's like... a monster. Throb can throw that back in your face and you then get insulted. And then come into this reunion and say, well, I didn't care about the monster shit. So it's like, wh- why did that happen? And that's why I want to give Fantasia a little bit of a benefit of the doubt and say, maybe this was part of the dialogue they were supposed to bring into the conflict. Sure. Um, be- because it just didn't feel authentic. I'm glad Fantasia has learned. And I'm glad that Fantasia might also continue to be a vantage point in for some certain viewers who don't understand the art of a drag king mm-hmm. that's fair that's very well put yeah, yeah yeah all right track it's time to talk about anna and says that her first that the cast first says that she wasn't opening up why well anna says out of drag she's an introvert by nature so she is quite quiet she channels all of the emotions into her drag and she takes a spotlight in drag, but takes the background out of drag. And I feel like there are a lot of drag artists that we know that are that person. You know, I am looking at, I need to look at her work because I didn't know anaphylactic at all before the show. See, and I feel I like did. I did because did. her name had been rumored for Drag Race UK since season one. Because oh. her and Cheddar Gorgeous are sisters. Oh, I mean, she's very beautiful and very um, outlandish with her looks. Very mm-hmm. creative. Yes. Fascinating. Yeah, I... She's as... Yeah, go ahead. I'm, yeah, no, I've just never seen her before. Huh. Now, she would be asked if she would change anything about the way she came in, and she says she wouldn't overthink things and focus on the moment. She came in the present as it progressed and says that Blackberry woke her up. Hmm. Anna says that the conflict that they had was very pointed when she returned as how the other person deserved to be there over her. So she Hmm. questioned why she didn't deserve to be there and felt like she was being attacked like she was back in school. Blackberry says it was an attack, she just didn't know her. I mean, how can you really know someone you've just been competing <laughs> with for what? Three weeks by this point, maybe? Two weeks? Yeah. Oh, my Blackberry God. will say she heard all these great things about Anna, but she wasn't seeing it. So to someone who she knew that was going to go home, she wished they were there because she also missed them. She will say that during the Rock Challenge, she figured out who Anna is, and now she can root for her. And apparently, this response was the longest sentence Swan has ever heard Blackberry sweet speak. LMAO. Ha! I... More than that, part of me is kind of like, yeah, you're not going to know her a lot. I don't know. I'm just kind of like... That, that felt like a weird answer to me. 
but it felt very like an excuse of like, oh, I don't know how to answer this, and this is the best way to answer a reality TV yeah, show question. kind of, yeah, totally. Anna says it changes things, but at the time it was a pressure cooker. She was sparked and had to say something in the moment and says it wasn't helpful to her and didn't trust what was happening. It was a pressure cooker indeed. Really? Swan says that was very polite version of her saying, if you're going to talk about me, say it to my face. <laughs> we love very polite British people. I love that. That one was funny. Cynthia wishes Anna said something about her emotions, and Anna says she normally doesn't do that, but now she is in full drag on stage on a massive platform, so she's going to have to own up to it. And then Anna is reminded of her tattoo. Will she warn future sex partners about it? No, it's going to be a sexy surprise. Would you ever get a Dragula tramp stamp? I, you know, I thought about that. I was like, what's my Dragula tattoo going to be if I do that extermination? I kind of loved the one. I don't think I get the tramp stamp. I kind of loved the armpit one, or maybe I would get it like on the inside of my knee, like just somewhere insane mm. like that. That's just like miserable. That's where I would get it. Yeah. What if they said it has to say never loved you? If it has to say never loved you, oh, well, then I would put a QR code in for the music video, honey. <laughs> Love it's it. Specifically the moment where I get pushed down the stairs. <laughs> All right. Anaphylactic. Are we going to see her again on this show? No. I think if we do. I... See her... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think if we do see her on the show, we're going to see a huge change in her work i think a huge shift in her work before we see her on the show i've said on the show before i believe anaphylactic will be the first dragula to drag race crossover oh for uk really for uk they have fallen in love with cheddar gorgeous they have fallen in love with banksy she's from the same family put her on yeah why not how I many think other she'll be very happy the, to be on a show like that. Is she the first UK Dragula girl? That's correct. Yeah. Let's move on to JK, where Swan will mention the meme. Am I the drama? Yeah. From where Where's could that, that be from, from? Nancy? Yeah, I have no um, idea. <laughs> well, I believe that meme was from that other reality show by a certain NYC drag queen, but I digress. Uh, speaking of that NYC drag queen, I don't know. Would you like to see her on your screen again anytime soon? Yeah, I would. That would be great. Hmm, maybe we will. We'll have to check in on Sunday. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I digress. JK is the drama. Uh, Swan will applaud JK. And wants to get into why they had tension with everyone in the cast. Hmm. what is it about jk that invites the energy that they gave him what order will they start in it's just going to be a pile on yeah i'm going to give you the option do you want to speak openly first about why it was a pile on on jk all season long or should we go through their responses and then discuss the overall situation i guess discuss for you you say it first because i'll be honest i was like why is everyone ready to chomp at the bit? Jesus Christ. It was almost like script needed punching bag. JK punching bag. And yeah. everyone said, all right, there it is. 
Because did JK do anything differently that other monsters in previous seasons have done? No. No. Uh, he was like, I'm just trying to do my thing. <laughs> I mean, in a way, JK was blunt and honest, but JK was much kinder than Melissa B. Fierce. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Much kinder than Cynthia. Like, yes. Yeah. All right, let's go through this. Let's, let's let's go. Anna says that they don't have a filter, so they don't know when to close up. Work says they are very childish and unbearable sometimes. And Cynthia says they know how to get under someone's skin. She says it was a struggle bus. So Jay will say the second day when they came in and won the fright feat, she respects her perspective. But from JK's perspective, Cynthia immediately started talking shit at first. Cynthia says it wasn't healthy for either of them and says that she has been bullied her entire life and is tired of feeling like a victim and to change that is to let go. But for some reason, JK crawled under her skin. She will admit that working with them during the Monsters of Rock Challenge, they let down a wall and invited her in. Mm. And apparently they kissed. We didn't see it. Would you ship it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? Why it's not? almost like I don't know. The show already had a romance plot line that they didn't yeah, need to cover. Won't do another this one. one either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Works now, JK me, says that Cynthia took the time to look past it, and there are only about seven that were kind of shit talking them the entire season. Mm. They never got a reason or a sorry. But Blackberry will interject and say that JK came for her first, to which JK says they all came for each other that day. Isn't that yeah. part of the show? Yeah, no, I agree with JK on that one. They kind of all did it. So, yeah. <laughs> Blackberry tells them that if you are going to jab people first, you have to be able to take it and says that JK got sensitive. But Jay says they took it every fucking episode, which, again, yeah. I don't know JK personally. I can't be biased and like, oh, my God, that's my friend. I know a lot of people who know JK. But I also know how I'm watching a television show and seeing it's just not adding up. It's not making sense. Yeah. Jay says that they didn't have an ally in the room, to which Throb says they were the only one jabbing them. I mean, because they all picked one person as the punchy bag. But Cynthia tells them they had to read the room and realize that they might be the problem. JK will ask, is it a Brooklyn thing? Nancy, is it a Brooklyn thing? (laughs) i will say there was some stuff that i was like i think that's that is a very like harmingly true about jk like the filter thing and stuff like that is it a brooklyn thing it depends on who you ask it depends on what part of brooklyn you're in i guess now jay says that he didn't like the way throb handled shit they say that he was one of the first people to take them aside and comfort them and then made it seem like it was a person to depend on but at the top seven, a.k.a. Jarvis's elimination, Jay felt top of mind and felt the comforting was fake and not a genuine place and something to make Throb look good in the moment. Hmm. But Throb will clarify that in the competition, the biggest and most important thing to him is to see how far they can go. Their feelings are not ingenuine, but Jay nor Jarvis are at the top of their priority list. Throb wants jay to see success and enjoy the experience but has tremendous respect for the literal years of work he has seen jarvis do well did rob just kind of prove jk's point yeah 
Yeah. If you got a, an alliance, say you got an alliance. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, just like this, go for it. This was the moment from Throb all season that I was like, I just this is not adding up to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part I did think was peculiar. Because yeah. the question is, sure, Jay was the one who quote eliminated Jarvis in a lip sync, but why did it have to be JK? Mm-hmm. We never got that answer. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, that's true. Fantasia's what? turn to talk about JK. Fantasia says they wouldn't have had any issues until JK put words in her mouth and poking at the bear. But Jay says they are watching a different show. Jay says they misquoted Fantasia, and when they said something incorrect, Fantasia started screaming. That was the catalyst for every issue. Now, when Cynthia would ask her a question, Jay would respond to said question with Fantasia whipping her head around like the exorcist to keep her name out of her mouth. Fantasia says she doesn't have any issues with them and apologizes for making them feel a certain way. She doesn't want to have beef. I'm, Did Fantasia I, realize she was wrong? I, I I do agree with JK there because JK would just like, I, I agree that like, I feel like JK said something and regardless, because JK was never like that pokey about it, but if he was, whatever, regardless what happened, Fantasia would just blow up and she would right. totally blow up. But, but then she would do all that stuff. I feel like JK was proving his point with all that. And I, I I was I was glad to see Fantasia kind of own up to it a little bit and be like, no, because like it goes right. back to you're saying J.K. pokes the bear and is attacking everyone. Well, Fantasia was attacking Throb all season. Why is it okay for her to do that? Yeah, totally, absolutely. All right, Onyx is about to pile on. Did she feel J.K. should have gone home instead of her? Yes, two words, but really one word: cardboard. Uh, What pissed her off was JK said they thought they would go home and gave up. She wanted to stay there and says that JK gave attitude of not giving a fuck and then gave up. She says, if you're going to wear cardboard, then cuts herself off and says, don't, don't, don't wear cardboard. (laughs) I think cardboard is wonderful. I'm excited to see cardboard again on this show. Clearly they're going to hold on to that next season, but I want it to happen. It's like the Teletubby toilet. Like what? we need a full. Remember, um, Yoska with the Teletubby toilet. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Yeah, yeah exactly. Where I'm waiting, I'm waiting for a full-on design challenge. Not like a oh we're designing in the room. I want a full-on cardboard design challenge where they have to make a look out of cardboard. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way to go now. If you're going to make such a big deal about not wearing cardboard on the show, I think in the next season they should have a whole challenge where you have to do that. Why the hell not? Jay says that Dragula is not about who is the best craftsman and who can serve the best looks. There are levels, including who is the nastiest, who is the best personality that will carry Mm -hmm. the brand, who can perform, who they know who they are. And Anna will note that at some point in everyone's career, they have all worn cardboard well, that's a thing. Everyone at one point. Or Saran Wrap. Any in the above. Exactly. Did you find it disturbing that everyone is ripping JK apart for unconventional usage of objects? Material. And then you I have think- Orgotic every week after week with plastic. 
I think the reason that they, it's quote unquote something that Orgata got away with is because of what Orgata did. Not just like paint some cardboard and wear it. Orgata created like a plastered headpiece or like arm or like an ex- like created these like all prosthetics basically. And I really, really love to see that. I think that's why he got away with it. And um, and I think too, I, I'm curious, uh, what was it? It was a podcast episode that JK was mentioning for the Boulay brothers where the Boulay brothers at their Creatures of the Night podcast were like, if we put JK, JK did the assignment. JK, you know, is more, is rougher around the edges, but JK still showed up and did the job and JK, mm-hmm. you know, put JK on an earlier season, JK would have killed it. And I, I agree with that. I think that I think that they really learned a lot about their own drag and their own character, but they, I, I don't want to say they didn't learn anything about their work ethic, but they've always had their work ethic. They've always like stood up to the challenge, regardless of what they brought. Do I loved you it. Think, I love seeing them there. Do you think Jay got a fair shake? Um, Challenge wise, yes. I think the pylon was a little like, ugh, poor guy mm-hmm. or poor poor queen. I would love to see JK come back on the Titans if that was something I they wanted too. to do. I would love to see them I come back on the Titans. Happen. And we we will see so much so much growth from them. So we, we already will have to a break. The camera keeps rolling. I know. JK will offer a free fuck JK t-shirt, but Onyx doesn't want it. I'll take Onyx's. Fantasia didn't hear an apology from JK, but uh, literally they said sorry, but okay. Uh, yeah. We have a teaser of anonymous questions. Can't wait for that. Orcs ass is out. Very nice booty. Um, the lovers are MIA. Can't wait to get to that because just like JK, I have so many questions. I know. Oh my God. Ugh. Now, earlier, they asked them to each ask a question anonymously. My favorite game. I love how this works. Let's go. For Anna, who is your least favorite cast member and why? Well, she says you can't ask that. Well, they did, and you got to answer. She says Blackberry because they had a thing she can forgive but not forget. Hmm. Who do you think asked that question? Blackberry? I think so too. I agree. Yeah, if it's directed at Anna, yeah. Throb, did you have any fun while you were shooting? Because we, the cast, can't tell. Well, we did cover this earlier, uh, despite some bad producing here by the show. He says they had so much fun and had a great time watching them all suffer. And he will say that it was interesting to see that no one had the balls to say it to his face. And JK is like, I literally just did like five minutes ago, but (laughs) alas. Who do you think asked that question? If it wasn't JK? Maybe Cynthia? Maybe, maybe. I could see Jarvis too. Jarvis? Okay. For everyone, who do you think is the most likely to stab you in the back? Satana will say Jay because they talk shit. Onyx says Anna. Fantasia says Throb. JK says Orc. Cynthia says JK, but they're working on it. Blackberry says Anna because she was about to push her in front of a bus. Orgotic will say Neo. Gay gasp. What? 
There's a Neo. And Neo, who has essentially been silent this entire reunion, was going to say Throb, but now thinks it's Orc. Wow. I have we'll so many pin on that. We'll get let's 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 yeah. we'll take a second here. We're gonna take a second here. Um Drac will say that she has seen people use romantic relationships to get what they want. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. What do they know that we don't know? I know, right? Well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. All right, now it's time for some fan question. Ghouls were not that dumb. We know that these are from people on the staff. The no, the fans have not seen shit. This was filmed right before the fucking finale. You literally said it's filmed right on the eve of the of the. I love. Why do we do this question. to ourselves? Great. I thought they were hysterical. The names that they. Oh picked. no, they're great. Just just say they're from you. Don't say them. They're from the fans. We're not that dumb. It's very campy well, it's though. Very funny. campy. It was camp. It was camp. I loved it. I mean, for me, I would lean into the Monica from Santa Monica and like have really fucking stupid names. At yeah. least be honest and know that you're in on the joke. Well, from Stephanie from New Jersey, she asked Fantasia, do you believe Blackberry deserves a place in the top four over you? This was our moment to find out why there was a top four, but mm-hmm. no, we don't get it. Fantasia will say she is a hungry person, but not a greedy person. She says Blackberry showcased a lot of amazing things and wasn't in the bottom. She says being a bearded queen, she has everything against her and says Blackberry deserves to be in the floor and is happy for her. She will get emotional saying she can't wait to see her slide. Was that genuine, authentic Fantasia or was that edited Fantasia because she is upset? I think it was genuine. I think it was genuine because I I think, yeah. I think that we saw a really beautiful moment. And I, I love that where she was like, I'm hungry, but I'm not greedy. I was like, that is a very well articulated queen. I agree. Yeah. For JK, Marcus from the UK asks, do you think Orgotic should be in the top using the same look the whole season? That wasn't from a fan, y'all. That was a production question. That uh-huh. was really shady. And it was a Jay very spicy question. Mm-hmm. They say Orc never looked bad, but started to look the same because it kind of was the same. They say they saw everyone pulling out a new character or concept, and Orc was fucked up with what was left over. Orc doesn't care. He is on the top. Not a scrap of cardboard, says Onyx. We talked about it briefly. What's your take? I, I, again... I do agree that I feel like some of the things that I saw started to look similar, but one thing I did also at the same time looking at Orc when he was represented, when he was given a challenge, I, in my mind, I was like, I don't know what you're going to create. So I still, it was kind of like this middle ground of like, I don't know what you're going to create. I have an idea of what it's going to be because you've been doing kind of this similar stuff, but I still don't fully know. So like, I'm interested. I still want to see what you'll do. That said, I feel like I, it could either be up here with Orc in the finale or like down here. So who knows? So let we'll me ask you, uh, this is a little difficult to um, try to answer fully, completely, honestly, because you know what you saw already. If you were given all of Orc's looks from the season and then said play the match game of match the floor show to the look, would you be able to do it? Mm. No, because sometimes and that's they my biggest problem. Miss- yeah. 
Absolutely. Sometimes you can really well and sometimes you can't. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing when it comes to the word branding. Yes, there's mm-hmm. branding with an orgotic look, but branding also has to be able to transcend into any theme. Yeah, totally, totally. Interesting. New Hulu from Monica from Santa Monica asks, why did you wear shoes and a tail you couldn't walk in? Can you secretly not walk? Well, she says she made some choices and the choices beat her ass and she can walk perfectly. And I say, prove it. (laughs) Now you are sometimes a beautiful, fantabulous fashion icon. Do you suffer in shoes you can't walk in just to look fabulous? Oh, of course. (laughs) Who doesn't? But I will say, like some of those shoes were... I feel like some of those shoes, I don't know, big words. I feel like they looked, they looked easier than she was letting on to, but that's fair. Eh. That's fair. All right. Ashley from Tennessee has a hard hitting question for Jarvis. Do you think lip syncing has a place here at the Boulay brothers drag club? Jarvis will say certainly with ample rehearsal time and a little clonopin beforehand. <laughs> it makes me wonder, was this twist a surprise twist of the day? Was this twist not told to them beforehand? I thought it was really cool. Obviously, the comparisons are going to be there. I think. Do you think lip syncing needs to be more present? Because if part of the prize package is going on tour and having to perform, you got to prove it. I, I think that that is something that the Boulets would definitely. That's up to them to stab themselves in the back about. I think that I'm not surprised. I'm surprised that we don't see more lip syncing. Mm-hmm. I think also part of it because of the winner, you know, headlines a tour. Um, and I think that it's very silly, but I guess they are finding that angle up from the performers in other ways. Go and... with me here for a second. There are obviously many types of styles to lip sync to. You can lip sync to music, hard rock, pop, whatever. What if Dragula took it to a different realm and did spoken word more? Mm. I think they could. I think there's stuff that they could do. Absolutely. Because there is an inherent horror to a lot of spoken word uh, pieces that you could play around with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a thought. I think, too, one, th- one reason, and I think one of the reasons that Dolly won their season was that clown moment in the finale for mm-hmm. Phil. That was a performance that didn't have any lip syncing in it. And it, and that could have right. been, um, that could have been a fully realized piece on stage. It would have been great, you know? And I, and I, I'm curious if we'll start seeing more stuff like that, or if people will start bringing more stuff like that on tour. Cause I would love to see that. Yeah. Kevin from Atlanta asks everyone who, how much do you really drink that serve vodka in the cauldron? Cause we need to give that serve vodka a <laughs> shout out because sponsorship uh, they're out, but how many bottles, two to five, 10, nine of them drink and Jay and Fantasia drunk. <laughs> now, obviously if you do the math, that leaves one person and we are going to hear from Cynthia who says she went through a traumatic experience where she blacked out at a club and got a DUI, woke up in the holding cell, ran in front of a 21 year old and a five year old she says in the back of her mind she could have been in prison for manslaughter. She has quit drinking and has taken her drag seriously and enjoying her life without alcohol. 
She says seeing everyone else without alcohol with alcohol does not trigger her. Very, 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 very important story. We've not heard that her perspective on Dragula before. We've clearly heard it on Drag Race, but this is so important that yes, you can be a nightlife entertainer and not have to engage in libations. This is one of those moments where I was like, why are we talking about this now? I needed that in the cauldron for like a 20 minute conversation. I know. I loved it. I wanted more of that because I was like, that's so important and so necessary. And I that thought was the first time Cynthia like broke down the walls. Yeah. Oh, the my gosh. Was gone. Yes. And it was beautiful. It was one, it was one of my favorite moments of the whole a whole episode. Yeah. And, and I really do want to emphasize you don't have to drink to be a good drag artist. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You really don't. You absolutely don't. We seem to not have a fan name for this question, but straight up from Drac, Neo and Orgotic. Was there more to the relationship off camera? The silence is deafening. I First off, expect- why did they not push any further? Are they saving it for the finale? Because the answer we will hear is that Neo learned her lesson, and Oryx says that's her opinion. Give me your conspiracy theory. What happened? I think... I think that Neo fell in love with Orgotic, or was like having feelings for Orgotic, and Orgotic... Uh, reciprocated it but didn't feel as strongly and and I think this is that's what orgotic side would be and I think Neo was like no you had an ulterior motive because I'm incredible obviously something happened from the end of filming uh before the 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 smackdown till now I don't know how many days, hours, whatever it is, but some of the thing happened um, presumably off camera. Like they were like in love in the last episode. And like this right. took me completely by surprise. I was like, I thought you guys were like, you couldn't keep, keep each other off of each other. And that's my fear of, was this an overproduced storyline? Because we did have a love arc in the previous season and Titans. And I sure. like the same cheesy 80s, love music was used on a lot of their segments so <laughs> i i hope it wasn't like a that that worked for titans let's work it in here um because that would suck to see two people who really just did not want to play along get fucked over by a, a storyline because unfortunately that's what people are talking about not their art but their love yeah i mean i will say too i think that they um i think i think that they're being cute on each other was um organic that was all them Mm -hmm. i don't think that that was produced i think maybe the choice for it to continue or really pushing into it leaning into it that was story producers but i think that they brought it on themselves it's time to chat with the top four and for them to give their pitches i'm going to read you the pitch and you're going to tell me did it convince you Okay. Let's start with Blackberry. She says when she started drag, she wanted to do what she wanted to do. She made her own way and no one helped her out. 
She wants to show people this may not be your playing field and people may doubt you, but if you think you can do something, you can achieve it. She says this will open the door to somebody that is too afraid to even audition or to take a different direction with their drag. She says she has so many sides of herself and was too afraid to showcase them because of her environment. Her winning would show people you can do whatever the fuck you want. Were you convinced? I need to hear the others first before I'm convinced. All right, that's fine. Let's go. Throb says, it's a little heartbreaking to hear people think he didn't have fun with the experience. He says for his entire life, he had the dream of making art that made sense to him and sharing it. And when he saw this show for the first time, he was finding about finding out about over her. It made so much sense to them. It felt right when this he saw the show. It felt right when he got there. It mm. felt right when he got into the top four. And it's going to feel completely right when they are crowned. They have had such a great time. Mm. Yeah. Neil says they should be the next drag super monster because among everyone, they embody the monster energy in and out of drag. She says she is bringing to the stage a different skill set and a totally different aesthetic. She is setting a trend for future drag artists. And Orgotic says the only thing they have now is their vision. They don't have anything, a place to live, material things. He feels proud inside his brain and is there to allow himself to believe that he is not dreaming too big. Hmm. Four very different approaches. Four very different approaches. And I re- I love that they did four very different approaches. I think the approach that hit me the most might be Neo. Between Neo and Throb, I think. Between Neo and Throb. I would agree. I yeah. Agree. Now to wrap it up, the Boulet brothers are super proud of all of them, no matter who wins. Did they make lifelong friends along the way? Who's to say? But they represented an element of drag that doesn't get a lot of shine onto it. They thank them for being there and being part of a show. So what happens next? The final four. Now we're assuming we're going to go back into the world of the tenants of Dragula giving the three looks on the floor show. Correct? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Before we discuss their potential, I would like to share with you what the fans think because the Boulay brothers asked the fans to like the posts comment Mm -hmm. on who they think should win Dragula based on Instagram posts. So I'm going to give you the like count. We're going to go in alphabetical order. Blackberry 3,023 likes. Nia Hulu 11,977. Orgotic 5,678. Throb Zombie 5,492. What do you make of that? Uh, I'm unsurprised. And I, I saw the posts before they were that many counts. And Neo was still the winner by a large margin. A large margin. So I'm not surprised. Um, I think there was more of a desperation. And the, it's all kind of evened out from what you've told me, which is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But not surprising. I'm very... I'm going um, to... Yeah, go ahead. This is how this will speak to our winner. Yeah. I'm going to ask you the burning question. I'm going to only ask one today. After nine episodes, the winner of the season is. So let's talk it through. Uh-huh. Who's uh, your winner my winner is... Oh. I could be swayed. 
But as of right now, my winner is Neo. Ugh. My winner pick for me is Throb. And it's partially because I understood Throb and I like Throb's journey a little bit more in the sense of Throb followed the rules and Throb did expand outside of the rules. I want to hear your perspective on how track record plays. We had two identical track records. Blackberry and Throb had one win each. Their only time in the bottom was in the final extermination when everyone who was not the winner was in the bottom. Neo and Orgotic had two wins, one time, uh, two times in the bottom. Does that even things out for everybody? I think it's a little more in depth than that. I think it's points. I think there's a point system. And I think that they look at the notes of how each person got to winning their particular challenge. And I think that Throb, which is, this is why I think it's between Neo and Throb. And the reason that I said Neo over Throb is because Neo's eye such a strong, particular, clear vision. And Neo's is one that we haven't seen on Dragula before. And so uh, that is why I think she's going to win. Now, I also think that won't, that doesn't mean that that will carry her through the finale. And I Mm -hmm. think that she will, but her unique vision, I think, is what has had her sail in her all of her wins. When she's won, she has sailed to that win. Some of Throb's wins have also been like that, but some of Throb's wins, I think, have been a little closer. And I am curious. I think that either she is going to soar with this finale or is going to um, completely undercut and just like do fantastic. I think that Barry and Orgotic are going to make beautiful work, but I don't think even with their track records, it was enough to get to a win. And part of the bigger problem for Orgotic and Blackberry is that it's uphill uphill climb because Neo and Throb have both proven they can do glamour, they can do hard, they can do filth. Mm-hmm. Orgotic and Blackberry have both been missing at least one. Orgotic yeah. has been missing glamour. The fact that there was not a glamour challenge at all um, tells you exactly why they did not have one because then Orgotic would have been gone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Orgotic's going to do for glamour. And when it comes to horror, maybe filth, one of those is going to be harder for Blackberry because I feel like Blackberry, horror, and filth are the same thing. And I think it's going to be very difficult for her to delineate between the two. So I, I think you're right. I think it does then come down to a glamour, horror, filth floor show from both Rob and Neo. So I'm going to ask you who you think would do better in both in each of the tenants, mm-hmm. Neo or Throb for glamour. Neo. Horror. Oh, um, based on what we've seen, mm-hmm. 
I think I I uh think of that that pussy look. That was incredible. Um horror. No, I'll put it you know what? No, I'll put um Elf. Uh, I don't know because potentially Neo, but mm -hmm. Throb could surprise me there. And I think I, I agree with you on all three of those. Uh, and that's where the fun can come in is one of them. It's going to be very fun. One of the, surprising and that's why i think this is going to be a bit of a nail biter um, yes i i do think that the other two are out of it it does for me come down to throb and neo but stranger things have happened on this television program <laughs> yeah no absolutely all i'm gonna say I'm... is if there's a double win i'm gonna lose my mind do you think they would do that on this show do you think we're gonna get a bloodbath <laughs> Yeah. I was wondering Strange about that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope so. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm very excited we'll see. to see this win, whoever it ends up being. I'll be up Monday night. All right. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Oh my God. You can find me on Instagram and Venmo at She's Up to No Good. And as I say in all my shows, just find me on Venmo and take a risk, honey, and pay without confirming. Just give me your money. You can find me also, of course, like I said, on Instagram at She's Up No Good. If you ever find yourself in New York, I have I have a Sunday brunch, I have a Wednesday night show, and I have my own drag race viewing, honey. I can't... Oh, and I have a... Oh, fuck. I have a, a karaoke gig that's starting, too, every other Tuesday with the rest of my house. So I'm running around doing a bunch of shit. So look me look up. Look at You'll you doing drag all the time. Oh, she's busy. Well, it, was, it was such a blessing having you here. Thank you so much for talking through this reunion with me. Oh, such a hell blessing in disguise. So wonderful to be here.